please make sure that your seatbelt securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you. Welcome to the Vagabond Exchange podcast 2030. 20, 20, 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Emily, sitting across from the dashing and debonair William. Mm-hmm. Say hi, William. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. That's good. Yeah. Do you have a nice day off? Emily. I, did, I did have a nice day off. Today's Monday, and although you may not be listening to this on a Monday, but today's Monday, and that's the day we recorded this. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't go to work today. No? Not because I didn't want to. Did you want to go to work today? No, I didn't want to. I had a pre-scheduled day off. Huh. Well, well, did you enjoy your day off? You know, I did enjoy my day off, and I was thinking as I was walking outside, it was a nice day today, too. It didn't get real hot till late in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. As I was walking to my car, like, through the park outside the library, I thought, I need to do this more often. Just take, like, a day yeah. every month and do things for myself. Not that I have all my time absorbed by other people, but it's nice sometimes on a day when you're supposed to be working to be able to run errands and, like, interact with just um, society. take time to smell the roses. That's right. You don't have anything planned. You just That's right. hang out. That's right. Do your own thing. I did my own thing. <sighs> That's good. Seattle Joe, what's up? Where have you been? Why haven't you written to us? You're not listening anymore. That's us, okay. Call us on the... No, it's not okay. You're okay with that? I'm not okay with that. Joe, I'm not okay with it. I hope I whatever you're doing is worthwhile. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're missing out on a great time. Whatever it is, I'm sure it's and better Casey than sitting around Blaine. listening to this show. Hey, <laughs> you don't know if he sits. He could work out when he listens to it. Yeah. Or perhaps drive in a car. Maybe. We listen to podcasts on the road. That's true. That was our inspiration for this podcast. Right? Listening to other podcasts. Boom, 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 boom. Somebody's really got their <laughs> bass going. It's me. I just had a big lunch. Really? Maybe someone in your building. Maybe not. I have new neighbors, so. You do. Although I can't imagine them listening to that type of music. Nor can But I. you never know. <sighs> People probably say the same thing about me. Mm. So how are you? I'm doing well. How was your weekend? <clears throat> I had a good weekend. I actually had my 20-year uh, anniversary, high school. Your 20-year uh, year reunion. Anniversary. <clears throat> high school reunion. Oh, did you? Yeah. And how was it? It was fun. Good. I hadn't, you know, I haven't, I've seen some of these, <clears throat> excuse me, I've seen some of these people in the last couple of years. Yeah. But some I haven't seen since high school, was since graduation. Weird? What did they look like? Because at this point, they are older than... The age at which you last saw them. So, like, it's your 20-year reunion, right? Most right. people graduate at age 18. So the amount of time that you have, the amount of time that's passed in which you have not seen them is actually greater than the age in which you last saw them. 
Yes. And that's weird yeah, to me. It's uh, approximately 20 years. Right. So it's two years older. Right. More. Exactly. Yes. Anyway. Uh, Did you get in any fights? No. It was actually very friendly. I didn't recognize a lot of people. I had to look at their name tags. Was it pornographic? No, we didn't get to that point. Damn. But um, there's a lot of drinking, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, catching up. Mm-hmm. But everybody, I mean, it was a lot of fun. Sounds and, like a um, typical Friday night for us. Yeah. Well, all the, all the ladies looked um, nice. You kind of wonder if what the women that you had the hots for in high school are going to look like. And most of them looked really nice. Still look hot? Yeah. So, and the ones that didn't, they're actually some of them looked more attractive now than they did in high school. So, See? but, um, and then I was with a couple of guy friends of mine, um, one of which I see all the time, but the other I haven't seen in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And one of the ladies approached him and had, you had that moment where they go, you know, I had the biggest crush on you in, in high school. They actually like admitted it to yeah. them? Yeah. Really? And he said, you know, knowing the way I was in high school, I really could have taken advantage of that. But he's past it now. So So he decided not to? Yeah. Are they both married now? No, neither one. <gasps> One's so divorced. Still it's a chance for a lot love. Of, yeah. A lot of divorces. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. <clears throat> yeah. My friends are getting divorced. Really? I have friends that are on their second marriage, and I'm about eight years younger than you. Yeah. That's depressing. It is depressing. So I can't imagine what kind of baggage your friends had. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we uh, did... Why are you making faces at me? We did see a week, uh, movie I'm this sorry. weekend. We saw uh, two movies in we the did, last couple of days. We did see two movies in the last couple of days. And in the last 72 hours, we've seen two movies. Right. Well, one of, one of those movies, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Was uh, Get Him to the Greek. Right. With uh, Russell Brand. Which I initially thought was about a fraternity. Did you? Yeah, because Greek. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Yes, Russell, Russell Brand. Russell Brand, uh, Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. Sean Puffy Combs. Yes. Um, the girl from Mad Men, whose name escapes me. Oh, Elizabeth me. Moss. Yes. Yes. Uh, so... How about I feel a, like there are some other people in there. Yeah. yeah. Nobody worth mentioning. How about a brief synopsis there, Emily? <laughs> uh, well, Get Him to the Greek follows uh, rock star Aldous Snow, who you probably remember from a little movie called Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And Aldous uh, is sort of... He's had a, a long history of making hit albums, and then he decides to come out with a really crappy album right. called African Sorrow or something. African Child, African I think. African Child. Mm-hmm. And um, Which, totally tanks. Right. It's, they say like it's the worst thing <laughs> to, happen to happen to Africa since apartheid. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Which isn't funny. We're not laughing at apartheid. Um, but anyway, after his album doesn't do well, his personal life sort of collapses. He'd been sober and, and goes back to using drugs and drinking a lot of alcohol. And it sort of has this opportunity for a redemption show at, I don't know what the name of the venue is. It's the Greek something in Los Angeles. It's right. actually a famous venue, but I don't know what the official name is. And Jonah Hill 
is a um, record label grunt, I guess. I don't know what he he did there. He didn't right. seem to have a very high position. Mm-hmm. Um, but he reports into Puff Daddy, Sean Puff Daddy Combs, or whatever he's called now. Right. Diddy, Puffy. Puffy. Whatever. Um, and pitches this idea of this... 10 year anniversary concert because he's a he's a huge fan of right right obsessive fan right and puffy says yeah sure let's do it but you're gonna have to go get him he lives in the uk and pick him up bring him to la for the show and one thing leads to another right actually hilarity ensues yes sort of a mild sort of hilarity Hilarity. snatches Um, of hilarity Yes. Yes. And Snatch is a snatch, too. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so what do you think? Um, I thought it was a heartwarming tale. Really? It had a little bit of heart, soul to it. But I went in expecting a raucous comedy, mm-hmm. and I didn't really get that. No. And um, I mean, some parts of it. There were a couple of parts that I laughed pretty hard on. <laughs> yes, you especially did. with Sean Combs, he kind of he was kind of outdid funny. himself. I'll, I'll have to say that he was pretty funny. I hate yeah. to admit it, but he did a good the job. The fact that he didn't take himself too seriously for this film, yes, which is his problem, right? Because yeah. he's like you know takes himself incredibly seriously all the time. Right. But he, um, yeah, I just I was not on board. I first of all, I kept drifting like. I couldn't pay attention through the whole movie. We had a lot of lulls. There were just very like dead spots, and you couldn't figure out if you wanted. Behind us, who was like talking, had like this running monologue the whole time. I think with herself. I didn't hear. I don't think she was with anybody. Hmm. She was like laughing all the time, all the time. I didn't hear. (laughs) How did you not hear her? I guess I was focused (sighs) on the film. That was a problem. True moviegoer. It wasn't enough to keep my focus, and then so like um moderate distraction like that yeah. i didn't think it was funny like jonah hill shut up you keep saying the same things over and over again they're not funny they're not funny they were funny and super bad they're not funny now stop just stop okay i i think i liked it a little bit more than you did oh yeah mainly because of sean combs just the scenes where he's angry and he's hallucinating <laughs> yeah. And there's a fight scene where he laughs maniacally. <laughs> yes, that's true. That was about the only part where I laughed. He, he's yeah. I I hate to say it, but if you had to see it, just see it for him. <laughs> for him, yeah, that's a valid point. Yeah. Okay. I was just. I'll say this. I, I, as hard as I was on Jonah Hill just a moment ago, I was disappointed with Jonah Hill's character. I was disappointed with Russell Brand's character. I've seen both of them be very, very funny in other movies. Russell Brand, not as much. He's got like a weird, pardon the pun, brand of humor. He can be kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't think he was necessarily annoying here. It just seemed soft. Like it wasn't... He was... uh, It wasn't anything. There was a kind of a dramatic turn there with him, which I kind of uh, respect. The fact that he didn't just... He wasn't the same guy as in Saving... What is her name? Forgetting uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. He was the same character, but he had a little bit more depth in this movie. Yes, And there are approximately 700 cameos in this movie, too. Yeah. So. And one with, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but it has Sean Combs with him. 
another produ- producer, music rap producer. You're going to have to tell me because I don't know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That funny. was a good part. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, anyway, um, if you had to rate this movie, what would you rate it? I'd give it a six. I'd give it a 5.8. How do I give it a higher rating? Because <laughs> you're not as... I don't know. Harsh? I'll give it a 6.2 since okay. you didn't like it as well, much as I did. Well, I need to I give did. it to 4, apparently. IMDb 7. gives 1. it a 7.1. All right. It's up 820% in popularity this week. It actually, Probably because it released this week, imdb.com. Yeah. But it made a... Uh, it made a uh, Rose Byrne. That was who played Jackie Q. I thought that was her. Exactly. Golly. I know, right? It made more money than Killers. Today's which, Liam Neeson's birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. Anyway, yes, it did make more money than Killers. Hey, look at this. Huh. Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds to reunite on new action comedy. Ooh. Tentatively titled Most Wanted. That could be good. It could be. They have chemistry. They do have chemistry. And who doesn't want to see Ryan Reynolds? Oh, no man. one I can think of. You want to see him? You think Alanis he's funny? Alanis Morissette. I do think he's funny. I bet she wants to see him. So she can give him a piece of her mind. Yeah. Plus she got married in an intimate ceremony at home. Who? Alanis Morissette. Where's that? Oh, well. Isn't that uh, ironic, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's kidding. A, it's a little too ironic. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's super awesome. Anyway, we uh, we saw another movie today. We did see another movie today. I met you after work, and we saw... After you got out of work. Yes. Because I didn't work today. No? No. It's probably why, hmm. why am I grumpy? What kind of wine is during this? During this podcast. It's called... Let's Saint, just talk over one each other. St. <laughs> Michelle Chateau. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Joe and Casey and whoever else listens to this. Nobody listens. <laughs> Stop it. If somebody listened, it's been 30 shows. Someone would have said <laughs> something by now. Someone did say something. No. I mean, besides Joe and Casey, this is pitiful. This is what the hell self- are we doing? <laughs> this is a low self Wasting... A- Hours of our I lives. I had a good time doing this with you. I don't care if anybody listens. You don't have to be mean. Well, you know what? Punch you in the Twenty face. years from now, exactly. We can listen to these, and I'll go. I remember when. Exactly. I when knew else? that annoying. Shut up, chick. Hey. And I knew Emily. What other opportunity would you have to like hear back things that you did? Because your memories get fuzzier as you get older. True. Or in your case, non-existent. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just messing we with should you talk about after that annoying girl comment. Before we talk about the next movie, we should talk huh? about the fact that we are not looking forward to any real movie coming out this summer. No, we're not. And what the F is up with that? The, the Hollywood. Movie, exactly. The movie I'm looking forward to, I think it's called An American or something like that. It's got George Clooney, but that comes out in the fall where he's oh. like an assassin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but that's but so there's cool. like no summer blockbuster that, that's coming out. There sure isn't. Like in Glorious Bastards last year. I was, was looking forward. Last year? August. It came out in August. So What else did we see last year? Up. Up was good. Up was a good movie. Um, during the summer, I don't. I don't know. We saw. We could go back and look through a podcast that might tell us what we saw. Mm-hmm. 
Was that inspired by the movie we saw today? <laughs> it was inspired. But you're right. There isn't anything good. Like, I'm looking at the coming soon. And none of these really, like, Cyrus. I'm interested in that. Yeah. Well, we want Well, Joan Rivers is a documentary, so. And the A-Team. I don't, dun, dun, I don't dun, really dun, care dun. about the A-Team. I really just want to see it so I can hear the theme song and so I can look at Bradley Cooper, hmm. which I could do in the privacy of my own living room any day. Yes. So yeah, we're maybe that's why we're disgruntled. Yes, because there's no good movies out, and we haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, you went to Philadelphia. I did two weeks ago did for you have a good time? Memorial Day. I did. I just went to see my mom and my granddad. And you hung out. Just with hung them? out. Yep. And drank beer. I understand. Yes, me and my granddad drank a few beers. Played a little little poker. Did you have any food okay. indigenous to that region? No. Oh. <sighs> Did you see any sights? No. I saw the alley behind my mom's house. Did you? Do you have any good airport stories? Hmm. Oh. Well, there was one where I was standing in line waiting for the plane, mm-hmm. and there was this guy directly in front of me, <laughs> and he's on his cell phone. <laughs> And he goes, okay, okay, bye-bye, 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 bye-bye. <laughs> so, I don't there know what no was... There was no pause or anything? No, it was very rapid. That's... Because I would think, like, if it was a little kid or something, like, bye-bye, bye-bye, right. bye-bye, bye-bye. But, but that's like, weird. Yeah. That's awkward. My cousin said he may have been an articulate stutterer. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, today we saw a movie yeah. called Harry Brown. Harry Brown, starring Michael Caine, <laughs> Emily Mortimer. Uh, Harry Brown is a double entendre. <laughs> um, Harry geez. Brown. Those two people were in it. Yeah. Yes. yes. I don't know anyone else. No. So, was it British? British. I do a terrible British accent, but it's fun to do. Yeah? Because you can, like, really, you can chop it up a lot. Hmm. Do you have to make that face when you do it? (laughs) This is an awesome face. You're just jealous. (laughs) You're jealous that you can't make this face. (laughs) I bet your British face and your old face are one (laughs) and the same. You'd be surprised. All right. So, Harry Brown is a story of, (laughs) right? It's funny to say now. Harry, Harry Brown. Harry Brown. Mm. Stop showing me your Harry Brown. Um, Harry Brown is an elderly gentleman who lives in sort of a... <laughs> stop laughing. A rundown area of, I don't know, Manchester or something. And it's sort of been taken over by this like gang... Like quasi-gang violence. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. drug use. Um, and... At the beginning of the story, you sort of learn about his ailing wife. Right. And I guess we can say she passes away. Mm-hmm. And then, but then this friend, the story that he has with this friend sort of comes in and um, something bad happens to the friend. And Harry sort of becomes a vigilante and seeks redemption right. from these ga- little hooligans, these little, this riffraff. These that's, ruffians. That's right. That's occupied his neighborhood. And so it's um, Emily Mortimer plays a police officer, like a detective who's investigating 
these crimes that are happening. Right. And she encounters Harry Brown. And then, um, and so she kind of is trying to figure out how, how all this, these bad things are happening to the gangsters. Um, trying to track down the, yes, the culprit perpetrator. Yes. Of these crimes. Yes. So, yeah, I actually didn't like, I liked this movie more than I thought I was going to. Okay. Um, it's very slow moving. Mm Mm-hmm. But it didn't bother me. Like, I was surprised when we got out. It was, like, just under two hours long. And I was like, oh, okay, that wasn't bad. I wasn't, like, wondering what was going to be over. It's very bloody. Mm-hmm. It's very depressing. Yeah. Sad Old People is, like, the worst kind of movie to watch because it's just so bleak. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was that was sad to me. But it was I thought it was a good story. Michael Caine, I thought, did a good job. Emily Mortimer did a pretty good job. It's a little cliche, but overall, I didn't hate it. Um, I didn't like it that much. I didn't think you did. In fact, it was so bleak that some old people got up and left during the film. Well, the old people got up and left. First of all, if you didn't hear the woman talking behind us, you probably didn't hear what they said. But at one point, (laughs) the woman leaned over and said, They need Clint Eastwood in this movie. (laughs) And her husband said, what? And she said, they need Clint Eastwood in this movie. To which I said, shut the fuck up, old people. And I didn't really say that. I just said it in my head. But then the man says, well, this is the British version of that movie with Clint Eastwood. (laughs) And she said, what? And he said, this is the British version of that movie with Clint Eastwood. Then there was like a fairly gratuitous sex scene. And that's when they left. I don't think, I think it was the... Well, they left. Yeah, there was some drug dealer guy. Yeah, he and was it, scared. Like he was creepola. Yeah, it reminded me of Seven for some reason. Except Seven was a better movie. I mean, just the the scene itself <laughs> kind of made me. It was like a dreary. You know, you yeah. had these two drug yeah, addled guys, and it just didn't work for me. That and. I don't know. And then like the it? fact that, you know, Michael Caine, why is he going there to buy weapons? I'm sure maybe, I mean, he. there's a reason why he goes there, but it's just, I don't know. I saw, um, it because remind, it reminded me of so many other movies that were better made. Yeah. Like when he goes to buy weapons, it reminded me of Taxi Driver when he goes to buy yeah, weapons. Okay. And I'm thinking Taxi Driver is a so much better movie that also deals with the, this kind of vigilante mm-hmm. that I can't get into this movie. Okay. Um, I don't know. And you're right. It was cliched. And then there's, there was no, it wasn't taught with suspense to no, me. Because you kind of knew, okay, at some point this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yes. So. It's predictable. I'll say that. Yeah. And it was very violent. Mm-hmm. Almost. Like gratuitous yeah. guts and. It wasn't even like we talk about Repo Man. Repo Man and Kick-Ass were almost violent in a comic way. And this is like deals with something that's an actual thing that people have to deal with. I I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Okay. But um, I should have seen that one on my own. Good. (laughs) No, I wanted to see it. I just I wasn't impressed. And then there was some a-hole in front of us on his. Uh, cell cell phone. phone, yeah. So, so that was dumb. Yeah, he got off though as soon as like. Yeah, but then he got on back on during the movie. Oh, see, I didn't notice. Yeah, sorry. 
So I wanted to punch him in the back of the head. Two words. Meat thermometer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I actually like heard me. someone describe this as a cross between Death Wish and Gran Torino. Really? Is that accurate? No. I've well, never Death, seen Wish, Death Wish, yeah. I mean, Death Wish is, yeah. It's the same premise. Yeah. Maybe they thought when they heard Harry Brown, maybe that old couple thought Harry Callahan or whatever uh, Clint Eastwood's name oh, was. Oh, that could be. Dirty Harry, you know? You know what that movie needed? What? Clint Eastwood. It did need Clint Eastwood. What? I would have preferred to hear that conversation and see the movie, actually. So what would you give Harry Brown? I'd give it a 6.2. I'd give it a 5.8. Is that okay this time? That's awesome. Harry Brown. <laughs> 7.5. See? Wow. People think it's awesome. Where is everybody going? To the refreshment center. It's everybody's favorite spot for delicious, tasty food from a snack to a full meal. Drinks, coffee, hot chocolate, and ice cold drinks of all flavors. Plus all the extras, including gum, ice cream, candy. Make your evening at this drive in even more enjoyable. The refreshment stand has everything to make your visit here a pleasant one. Why not get something now? All right. So, Emily. Yeah. You are from Michigan. Yes. You love baseball. I do. So, I'm pretty sure you're aware of this whole story with the pitcher of the Detroit Tigers. Armando. Galarraga. Yes. I am aware of it. Who pitched... A perfect game, but was robbed of his perfect game status. By Jim Joyce. Jim Joyce, who... Very contrite. I wish, I almost wish he hadn't been contrite, so it'd be juicier to talk about. But it's not really a great story, because everybody did the right thing. Right. So Armando Galarraga was pitching this uh, awesome game. And I'm kind of like listening to it as I'm cleaning. And all of a sudden I hear like, I hear the fans like booing excessively. And then it just got quiet. And I was like, Detroit Tigers fans being quiet? What could this be? So I went back and I was watching it online. And there, it was amazing to me how immediate stuff was on YouTube and replays and all that. Like 45 seconds, people had stuff up. Yeah. So Galarraga, it's what, the bottom of the ninth, right? Mm-hmm. He's pitching to this rookie Cleveland Indian. It's probably the top of the ninth. Top of the ninth. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Because it wasn't the last. It was in Detroit. Yes. And so he's pitching, um, he throws two strikes, and on the last throw, the batter hits the ball. Mm-hmm. Galarraga runs to first base, Melky Cabrera, who's the first baseman, makes the play, fields it, tosses it to Galarraga, Galarraga steps on the base, tags the runner out, Jim Joyce calls him safe. Yep. It's very clear to everyone who's watching it, because you can see the replay, that this guy was like a foot away from the base when Galarraga got there. So it's very evident. And you see this like look of shock kind of come over his face when the runner's called safe. The runner even looks surprised, like, dude, I wasn't safe, you know? Right. And Galarraga just kind of like smiled and he turned around and walked away. All the, like, Brandon Inge is laying down in the freaking dirt because he's mad. <laughs> Melky Cabrera just holds his head. Gerald Laird's like screaming from the dugout. Verlander's in the dugout upset. So Jim Leland comes out. They argue. I'm surprised Leland didn't get kicked out, but he doesn't. So whatever, the game wraps up, and the whole team kind of rushes out there and 
shouting insults at Jim Joyce. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently after the game, Jim Joyce asked the tech crew or whatever to queue up the replay and play it for him and realized what a huge mistake he'd made, which yeah. cost this kid. I mean, this kid's like, what, 26 or something? 25, 24. Cost him. That's a pretty big, like, would have record been the to hold. You 21st know? time in the history of the game. Right. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's a big achievement. Right. Um, but he, after he realized his error, went and apologized to Galarraga. From the sounds of it, didn't change or anything, just went straight to the the locker room or had Galarraga meet him somewhere and they hugged it out. Galarraga was very gracious mm-hmm. for somebody who just got <laughs> bent over. And Jim Joyce was also, I thought, did the right thing. And right. since then, you know, there's you, you see him, he's very emotional and contrite about it. Well, they met the next day to... I guess Galarraga gave him the lineup for yeah. the day, and yep. the, so the fans were very, you know, gracious. They, yeah. yeah, he had tears in his eyes. He so, did, yeah. which is kind of sad. What bothers <laughs> me, though, is that Bud Selig didn't do anything about it. And to me, that's uh, that's a play where you you make an exception. I know, I know the argument. I get it, and I wouldn't be this emotional if it were another team. Right. But to me, this is too big to just say. Sorry, human error. We have to. You have to take it in all these other situations. You can't not take it here. Yeah, that's a tough one. I know it is. And you know, maybe twenty years down the line, because they've done this for other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the next commissioner may Reverse give them it. the. Even if Selig had given them the uh, perfect game, it still would have been tainted in yeah. a way. Yeah, and and I think in everybody's hearts, he did throw a perfect game. Yeah, you know, and he got, he got a quarterback, quarterback the next day, so it was kind of cool to see. It just makes me sad. I get excited because I when I see little little things that put Detroit on the map, like when they hosted the Final Four and this this story that was in the news that's so like huge. It makes me like sad that they were kind of robbed of that because there's so little. This sounds very melodramatic. There's there's not a lot of joy that flows through that city right now, so it's nice to have. But honestly, like I think they got more attention. Yeah, than, with him than not getting it. Than, a perfect I game. think they get more attention in Oakland and Philly, who both had perfect games. Right, you're right. So, it stinks, but it's something come playoff time when yes. Detroit's probably still in it that yes. people will go. You know, we want Detroit. They'll, they'll they'll have their hearts with Detroit just because of this one thing. I think that's true. So, and I think one positive is next year we may have the replay in baseball. Yes. So this yes. doesn't happen again. Agreed. Yeah. Which they do use replay in baseball. For but home it's only runs, for home right? Home runs and foul or fair balls. Right? right. So. So they just needed to expand it, it yeah. sounds like. Which then people argue because you have these three and a half, four hour games. But, I mean, you already have it in basketball and football. Yeah. Just might as well. And for some reason. To me, a long game in baseball doesn't feel like a long game. When I watch a football game, I'm like, ugh. The thing about baseball, it it's kind of a continuous thing. Right. In football, you just start, stop, start, stop. Right, right. Yeah, it's like you don't get momentum. Plus, in football and basketball, you always have that clock there. So you're always looking and you're going, okay, yeah. I know I got this much. So every time they That's stop the true. clock, you're like, crap. But with baseball, baseball. it's there's no clock. Right. It just goes by right. inning. Yeah. Plus, baseball, especially live, I just feel like I'm at the park anyway. So it doesn't, Just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a conversation sport. 
with Just, you. Yeah. Baseball almost had its third perfect game of the season Wednesday night and second within a week as Detroit's Armando Galarraga lost his bid with two outs in the top of the ninth on a blown call. Cleveland's Jason Donald hit one to the right of first baseman Miguel Cabrera, who fielded the ball, turned and threw to Galarraga, covering it first. Umpire Jim Joyce called Donald safe, but later admitted after watching replays that he had blown the call, costing Galarraga the perfect game. Galarraga's reaction went from euphoria to disbelief. End result, the perfect game and no-hit bid were lost. The Tigers beat the Indians 3-0. Steve Carmison, The Associated Press. So another story from Michigan mm-hmm. that we read about, actually yeah. outside of Detroit, Roseville, Michigan, is about Cassie Smith, a former Hooters waitress, who uh, claims that she was fired, or no, not fired, I don't know if she was fired or just quit, um, but was told that she needed to... She was placed on 30-day wait probation. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so she was basically, like, suspended from her job as a waitress at Hooters um, because she was too fat for the job. Mm -hmm. Which, as you know, Hooters waitresses are notorious for their um, revealing 1980s workout outfits. That sounded like a bit of a dig. (laughs) (laughs) That will not be tolerated. (laughs) No, 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 no. You know I've eaten at Hooters with you. Actually, I've probably not eaten there that many times but i've eaten at hooters a time or two and i don't mind like the the outfits i just think they're weird like they're very 1980 like the the pantyhose that are like we used to wear pantyhose like that when i was in dance recitals like it was a costume yeah. and the shorts like the nylon that smell like it it's yeah, reminiscent it's, of a like a dance costume it's horrible <laughs> I get, I get that it's a very attractive outfit. It's just weird material and a weird way of wearing it. That's what I don't understand. Okay. Maybe it's because you're a girl, a woman. I am, That yeah, you point this out. Why. That's probably why. Couldn't be because th- it really is from the 80s. No, you're not going to hear any guy make that statement. I know you're not. Because they don't care. I know they don't. But it's still weird. Just because you don't care doesn't make it any less weird. All right. So anyway... Apparently, we're not going to talk about this. We're going to argue about it. No. Um, I think Hooters, Hooters got caught mm-hmm. doing something they shouldn't have been doing. And it says she's 5 feet 8, 132 pounds. And that she weighs 13 pounds less than when she was recruited by the restaurant. Yeah. And two years ago. And the picture of her, she's very cute. She's a very petite figure. Mm-hmm. I, um, so, yes, I agree. I think they got caught. Yeah. I'm not surprised. But no, I'm not surprised either. Yeah. But then there's a part of me that's like, why work there? You know what I mean? Like, she could probably get... Roseville, there's a ton of restaurants in Roseville. Like, I've been there before. It's not even that far from Detroit. She could probably make better tips. You think so? Well, Hooters food, I mean, if you consider their price points on their food, most of it's around 10 bucks. She could go wait at a bar or, like, an Applebee's and make the same. Uh, Do you tip more when you're at Hooters? Cause the girls I don't, are but I can, I can see guys that have the hots for a certain girl trying tipping to impress more. her by tipping her. But don't you see them doing that at any restaurant or any bar? Mm, not as much. 
I disagree. They don't have boners. They may, but I just think this. I don't know. Okay. I think TNA makes you do weird things. Well, we know and that. There's not so much of that at Applebee's. And how often do you see a crowd of dudes like at an Applebee's? You see them at Hooters. Okay, maybe an Applebee's was a bad example, but really any like bar grill, there's always a cloister of dudes somewhere. Yeah. I'm even thinking of Buffalo Wild Wings. I still think that if it were between Hooters and Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, yeah, but Buffalo Wild Wings, they wear like a polo shirt and black pants. Right. I'm, th- I'm thinking like there's a bar downtown called Broadway Brew House, and those girls wear like tight tank tops. Well, I bet they get nice tips too. Right, but they're not wearing, I guess it's not as revealing and they have a little bit more choice in what they get to wear. I, well, okay. So I'm just, I'm saying. But I'm like, saying both of both of them and the girls that work at Hooters probably get better tips than the ones that work at Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay, maybe Applebee's was a bad example for me to use. I just mean she could probably work at any bar. True. And not be subjected to a weight restriction. It'd make as good of money. That's what I was, the okay. point I was trying to make. <laughs> Christ. What? Nothing. Uh, that's it. I had 30 days, and they would give me a free gym membership. And if I didn't improve it in those 30 days, I would be separated from the company. And if I improved a little bit, I would get 30 more days. And if I improved completely, they'd leave me alone. I was horrified. I was completely heartbroken. I, I was humiliated. What do you think about uh, Helen Thomas retiring? Apparently she made some comments about Jews. I don't think people in the public eye should make comments about any general group of people. Yeah, I think or, as a journalist. Be surprised with the outcome. Yeah. Well, I think That's as a journalist, you have to be objective. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't think, I think people who are in the public eye who choose to make blanket statements, whether it's about our leadership or about a group of people or about a socioeconomic system. I think if you're going to put yourself out there and you're not a politician, like, by trade, you deserve whatever, like... You deserve criticism. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that if you're... Criticism is, like, a, a... There's a lot of different forms of criticism. What I'm saying is, most of these people I don't think would be forced into retirement like she has been because she's a journalist as a journalist right. you're not supposed to that's like take sides in such an extreme way sure i'd agree with i that. just think it's bad because she's like 80 something years old and this is how she ends kind of her legacy right by having to walk away anti-semitic remarks right but i, I do think it was time for her to go because when, when she's like talking to president obama she interrupts him it's like she feels entitled. Yeah. That's the impression I get. Yes. And let some new blood come in. It's yeah. like time. Yep. Go garden. <laughs> right? That's right, <laughs> Helen Thomas. Go garden. <laughs> Just kidding. Harry Brown. Mm. <laughs> so this is going to be a short show. Yep. Because Emily's cranky. I am cranky. I don't know why. And uh, you sure there's nothing else you want to talk about? Are you disappointed? We could just pluck something out of the air. (laughs) Obscurity? I like arguing because, oh, what? Oh, my dad would be. So there's a rumor that the Cleveland Cavaliers 
have could have offered Tom sorry, Izzo a contract. Tom Izzo is the head coach of Michigan State's men's basketball team. Right. He's been there like 20 years or something. And if my father were a homosexual, he would make sweet, sweet love to Tom Izzo. Well, I have news for you. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Um, but yes. I don't see him I don't leaving either. for any... He's like a... He's an institution. An institution, man. exactly. Yep. Yep. So it's like uh, Coach K at Duke. Why would you leave Duke? No, I wouldn't leave Duke. Coach K at Duke, Tom Izzo, Michigan State. And Michigan State has a long tradition of basketball coaches that stay forever. Judd Heathcote was there like four score and seven years. And then there was a dude in between them, but I don't think he worked out. So that's the tradition. <laughs> <laughs> long tried and true tradition. <laughs> I'm super awesome today. Yeah. This is the best podcast ever. And why would you go coach? Well, I mean, you could coach LeBron James. It's like Joakim Phoenix said. (laughs) What's his last name? Joakim. Joakim Noah? Yeah. I thought it was Joakim. (laughs) Joakim Noah said. Or Joakim Phoenix. (laughs) Why would you want to go to Cleveland? I mean, it's just Cleveland. Like, what is there to do in Cleveland? Right. Exactly. Although I like Cleveland, so I can't really say that. I've only been one time, but the time I went, I liked it. Cleveland rocks. And, uh, and I uh, do think that LeBron James, if he's smart, will stay in Cleveland. Agreed. It's like Chicago Agreed. to Michael Jordan. Agreed. You think of basketball in Chicago, you think, think of, of Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Agreed. Yeah. You think of basketball in Cleveland, you, you will of, think of LeBron James. I never thought of the Cleveland Cavaliers until no. LeBron James. It's like Patrick Ewing and... Uh, New York, the Knicks. Knicks. Yep, and uh, Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. Well, I really think of Shaq when I think of the Lakers. Well, I think of Magic and those guys because I kind of grew up. Yeah, Kareem. Magic went to Michigan State, full circle, full circle. And he beat Larry Bird. Bill Lambeer. What about him? Celtics, right? No, he played for the Pistons. Did he? No, not forever. Oh, I don't know who he played for before. Oh. He was just—I didn't like Bill Lambeer. I like well, him now, but I didn't really like you either. So. <laughs> He was like a thug. <laughs> they were all thugs. They were naughty. Well, Dumars wasn't a thug. Dumars. He had a basketball camp, and there were, uh, what are those things called that are by the side of the road and have business names on them? Homeless people. <laughs> they're, Homeless uh, people do they, they, Well, they do endorsements. What are those called? Big by the side of the road. Billboard. Billboard. Thank you. <laughs> there was like big billboards that said "Do Mars" because it was a basketball camp. Super awesome. Hmm. Well, that is super awesome. It is super awesome. And Isaiah Thomas, that poor yeah. guy. He just needs to stop. Poor guy. Stop doing it. Stop, stop doing it. Stop doing. <laughs> stop doing what? <laughs> Go hang out with Jonah Hill. Stop trying to coach. Well, stop trying to coach sucky teams. <laughs> Florida Atlantic. I'm going to be coaching uh, Oakdale High School. I think he went there B school? thinking he would get another pro job. I think so, too. But he needs to stop. Yeah. Poor, poor Isaiah. Poor Isaiah. He's got how many championships? 10,000. He's in the Hall of Fame. But obviously he hasn't fulfilled everything he wants to do because he's still dilly-dallying in Florida. I guess. Florida. What else? You got a new phone. Do you want to talk I about did. your new I phone? I did. I got a HTC Evo. It's pretty by sweet. By Sprint. 
It is pretty sweet. And I'm never going to have a face-to-face conversation with you again. What do you mean? Because you're making out with your phone all the time. Well, the great thing is, because you're always, well, you think that I text while I drive, which I don't. Bullshit. You were texting while you were driving two days ago. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm cutting that out of the podcast because that could be incriminating. Why? Because you just lied? (laughs) Because you just openly lied to me? And our listeners? You are not cutting When did I text when I drove? When we were looking for the birthday party. You were like, I wasn't texting. I was looking at a map. Not the same. Oh, better. Even better. Not only were you not typing, you're like actually reading what's on the screen. Harry Brown. So we went to a birthday party this weekend for a three-year-old. What do you think about that? I thought it was weird that we were there because we were grown up and we didn't have kids. The greatest thing was there was a little baby girl there who just had to be naked. <laughs> well, not naked. She had her underpants on. Okay. To her credit. She had to be topless. Yes. Yes. But I understand that. And if you're a little kid, why not get away with that then? Because you can't, like, if I'm hot at Publix right now, I can't just strip down to my How do you underwear. know there's not pedophiles that just walk in there? You don't know. That's like a... <laughs> I don't understand. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. I would love... I mean, I wouldn't want to stop my kid from just stripping down, but maybe not in public. No. I apparently, I used to strip down when I was in public. Yeah. Yes. Used to being a week ago. <laughs> just, um, Harry Brown. <laughs> stop saying Harry Brown. You like thinking about people's Harry Brown. No, what I was going to say about the three-year-old birthday party was... I love kids, and I think they're very sweet, and I like how their little minds work. But the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't know what to do with these kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I always feel like I'm saying stupid things to them. And kids are always just like, whatever, lady. Like, kids. it's like the only time when you can get away with being a jackass is when you're a kid. Yeah. Like, there was this one little boy and he had like a shark or something that he was carrying around. And we were like trying to talk to him. I think there was a few of us. He just like looked at us and walked away. It was like... <laughs> It's like they're all smarter than we were when we were kids. Right, exactly. Except they still walk around like they're drunk. <laughs> That's like, why I don't know what to do Dude, you're with three. That. Come on. <laughs> because ultimately they're just like little old people. Right. But they're like mean. Like they right. make you feel like you're an idiot. A doofus, yeah. Yes. Say goodbye. <laughs> I'm busy with these cars. Exactly. Move on. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Right. And the kid's like... No, actually not going to happen today. I'm better than that. <laughs> That's how now I'm going to eat this cake with my hands. <laughs> and you That's adults awesome. can stand there and look at me forlornly. <laughs> yeah, I like how your self-esteem has been reduced by someone who's like 1,400 times younger than you. Right. I like how he was alternating between his hands and a spoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what his rationale is. That's actually was. our friend's son, and he's... He's a pretty good kid. He's funny. He's very funny. He's cute. He is cute. Since Steven never listens to this, we can talk about this kid. Steven's an asshole. (laughs) Right? (laughs) He's an asshole. I hope he listens to this when we say that. All right. Anything else? No. Are you sure? You want to say anything about this oil spill? They need to freaking get this cleaned up, is what I want to say. I I don't know. I feel bad because... 
It's affecting a lot of people's livelihood and it's effing up our ecosystem and it's big giant oil company who made a big giant mistake and the president's getting a lot of flack for it that I'm not really sure is deserved. Right. And I just want them to take care of it. I read today that someone said if we had elected McCain and Palin, they would have had this cleaned up by now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I didn't hear that. I hope someone says that to my face so I can justify punching them. Obama said today he wants to figure out whose ass to kick. Really? Yeah. Whose ass will it be? Uh, Obama, you can come kick my ass. So. Just kidding. Actually, I had a friend post a status update because Obama's in Kalamazoo, Michigan today. Yeah. And she said, <laughs> her status update was, I have to run to Meyer, which is like a, a like sort a of Walmart. like a super Walmart, but right. I'm not comparing it to Walmart because it's far superior. In what but, way? In that they Other don't than, treat their employees like I'm talking about product bags of dirt. Uh, actually, I think their products are a bit higher quality. It's probably between a Walmart and a Target. You're saying Target is that much better than Walmart? Um, yes, okay. but we won't get into that. Right. So you can't buy a casket at Target. I didn't. <laughs> just because they offer more products doesn't mean that they're better <laughs> in quality. So anyway, she said, I have to go to Meyer today to get English muffins. And the Meyer is in Kalamazoo. Hopefully the president has to get English muffins too so I can run into him there. <laughs> She's That's funny, right? <laughs> Very optimistic. <laughs> what if he did need English muffins? How funny would that be? <laughs> I'm sure he would pick them up himself <laughs> at a mire. I feel like Barack Obama would pick up English muffins himself. Out of any other president that we've had, I feel like Barack Obama would pick but up English muffins. He'd have an entourage. Ten security guys around him. They're perfectly friendly. Okay, what are, what are you reading now? Oh, just nothing. Anyway, it was depressing to see all that oil just gushing out. It's, it's like, just cap watch. it already. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you, it's like, it makes me angry to watch it because it's just billowing and billowing and billowing. And you just, it's like, you think about what's the worst possible thing you could do to something or someone. And right. that's it. Like, you're just destroying like lives and they're not human lives now, but they but- will be. Yeah, I mean, they, they're, well, human livelihoods. Right, yeah. right. But eventually this might make people sick or... Right. Well, they said it would take months to clean up the surface oil and then years just to get the ecosystem. They said we're still messed up over the Exxon Valdez thing. So It's just so scary and so overwhelming. I, if I were Barack Obama, I would just be like, where do you, like, where do you start? It's like, it's it's... How do you eat an elephant, you know? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up with a hairy brown. Hairy brown. <laughs> okay. Plus hurricane season is coming up. That's what really scares me. Right. And what I'm really afraid of is that this won't become like some huge ordeal until it starts affecting rich white people in Florida. Yes. Anyway. And no blame Obama and... Uh, the next election will go to the douche Doyevsky. Well, what whoever the candidate me? is, whether he's a douchebag or not. Hopefully, he's not. Yes. So, we've jumped around from topic to topic. We have. 
I guess uh, I guess we're done. <laughs> right? We're done and we're sorry if yes. you've made it this far. Thanks. Hopefully. I was entertained. I was entertained we're too, just... but <laughs> we're just entertaining each other. Right. Well. So if you'd like to email us, maybe give us some things to talk about. You know what? Remember, I just saw something about the census. Those those guys are pretty... Uh, oh, yeah. You should talk about your census. Pretty vigilant. Yeah. That guy left me a note in my door for like a week. A hundred years. And then finally caught me at home. Did you see that? Oh. Yeah. Um, he did. <laughs> and the funny thing about that is that my mom was a census taker yeah. in the 1990 census. And I remember like driving around as she went, because we would ride in the back of the car. And she would go and like knock on people's doors, and now that like I know how people treat census workers, I'm like that had to suck ass. I can't believe my mom did that with like three little kids in tow. Yeah, especially like now when it's hot. Yeah, it was Michigan, so it wasn't too bad, but still, just had to avoid the gunplay, right? So anyway, what? (laughs) Where did that come from? I don't know, Michigan. Michigan, there's gunplay in Michigan? Is there not? Um, you really shouldn't be saying that coming from gun tote in Tennessee. Yeah. This is not, this is nowhere near. Actually, I think our crime rate is probably worse than the state of Michigan. Right. You can't, the thing of it is, is everybody, when people hear Michigan, they hear Detroit. Right. And Flint. How many places outside of Detroit, in fact, how many places in Detroit have you been that you enjoyed? Every place that I've been to in Detroit, I've enjoyed. And how many Especially places? Especially the crack house. Cause <laughs> Shut <laughs> talk up. Talk about a discount. How many places outside of Detroit did you enjoy? Every place. Okay. I told you I liked Michigan. But I'm just you, goofing on it because Because you know it gets me mood. hot and bothered. But we are the leaders in meth labs, so I really can't say anything. Right? No, you really can't. Yeah. So. Mind you, is that next time you take your... AK-47 into an Applebee's. Mm-hmm. So anyway, thanks for listening. Hopefully all of our uh, socioeconomic and political issues will be resolved by the next podcast. And we'll have somewhere exciting to go. And we'll see a movie that's halfway decent. Yes. And if you want to email us, <laughs> you can do so at Harry Brown. Harry Brown. At vagabondexchange at gmail.com. We also have an awesome Twitter page that I'm totally good at keeping up with. It's Vagabond Exchange. No E at the beginning of exchange. Just Vagabond X-C-H-A-N-G-E. And you can find our posts and stuff there. We also have a Facebook page. We do We've have a Facebook page. We've been stuck on 28 fans, so we <laughs> So need... if you'd like to join us, that'd be awesome. Yep. It's Vagabond Exchange on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay, All right. So we'll see you next time, Joe. Joe. Casey. Casey. Dwayne. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. Before leaving, make sure you have all of your personal belongings and use caution when opening the overhead bins, as items may have shifted during the flight. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.